Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of The Dictionary. Um, okay, so, uh, hey, let's talk about the words. Let's just get right into it. Uh, this is going to be the first section on page 309, and uh, we got a few lines on the previous page at the bottom. And those three lines are for the word cute. Cute. C-U-T-E. First form. Adjective from circa 1731. What would have been considered cute in 1731? This is before America was even America. Uh, Okay, 1A. Clever or shrewd, often in an unhanded manner. Clever or shrewd. This is not a form I'm probably familiar with. 1B. The synonym is impertinent. Oh, there's another synonym on the next line. It is, <laughs> yeah, this makes sense. Smart alecky. Smart hyphen alecky. As in, don't get cute with me. Don't be all smart alecky, impertinent, clever or shrewd in an underhanded manner. I feel like that is definitely something that many parents have said to their teenagers. Number two, attractive or pretty, especially in a childish, youthful, or delicate way. Oh, so cute. That that was a line from, uh, what was that movie? It was a very, it was a comedy. The guy took footage from a martial arts movie and CGI'd himself into it and then shot other footage and created a whole new plot. And I think it was Kung Pao. I think that's what it was called. There may have been a sequel too. But yeah, there's a funny scene where a woman picks up a baby and says, So cute! And it has just stuck with me because it was just... And then then what happened after that is very silly. Three for cute. Obviously straining for effect. Obviously straining for effect. What even does that mean? Straining for effect. I don't understand. All I'm imagining is somebody trying very hard to do something they're straining and then all of a sudden their face goes very cute with i don't know rosy cheeks and big eyes cutely is an adverb and cuteness is a noun so cute how much cuteness yeah this is just short for acute a c u t e uh but i have no idea how it became all these things smart alecky and Attractive or pretty in a childish, youthful, or delicate way. Hmm. Maybe we have to go back to a cute, but I'm not going to go do that right now. So, oh, maybe I can come up with a cute sound effect. I probably can't. But, you know, I think of just the stereotypical, you know, there was that very cute character in the second Lego movie. Very, you know, childish and quote-unquote girly. You know, I, that's, that's very genderized. I'm sorry for that. But, you know, what, what sound can we make that's like that? We could, we could just do something like a, oh, yeah, that's good. Oh, that's cute. Second form for cute. Noun from 1965. The quality or state of being cute or cutesy. Also, an instance of cuteness or cutesiness. This is usually used in plural, as in a movie suffering from a case of the cutes. <laughs> I just, I've never heard anybody say that before. The, a case of the cutes. 
Do you have a case of the cutes? What what happens when you have a case of the cutes? Uh, yeah. I saw last night I went and saw Doctor Strange, and that does not suffer from a case of the cutes, I don't think. I mean, there are... It has its moments, just like many movies. Oh. Next is cutesy. Adjective from 1914. Self-consciously or excessively cute. Cutesiness is a noun. Nobody has ever accused me of being cutesy. Unless maybe I'm really trying. Like when I say, Oh. Next is cut glass. Cut glass. Two words. Noun from 1761. Glass that is cut with a very sharp edge is not cute in my book. I wouldn't call that cute. But maybe if you put some googly eyes on it, maybe it becomes cute. This is glass ornamented with patterns cut into its surface by an abrasive wheel and polished. Cut glass. I actually uh, did some. It wasn't uh, with an abrasive wheel, but um, uh, in uh, in high school, I took a metal sculpture class for like my applied arts credit, and uh, it was very cool. And uh, but one of the things, it was not metal, but we did. We were assigned to um, uh, not cut glass specifically, but make a little pattern on a piece of glass, and then there was a machine that would, with high pressure, I don't know if it was blowing sand or something on it, but, um, but yeah, you could, you could, you know, make a, make something that's, that's like, a uh, different, different, um, oh, what am I trying to say? I think you understand. You could, you could etch in a, a pattern or letters or something into it. That was, that was cool. Not literally cut, but similar idea. Oh, it was so cute what I made. It, I don't even remember what I made, and I'm sure it's gone. So next we have cut grass. Yeah, grass with an R. Two words with a hyphen, cut grass. Noun from circa 1818. A grass with minute hooked bristles along the edges of the leaf blade. Hmm, I don't think I'm familiar with this. This is... This is uh, grass that's going to try try to cut you. Uh, the genus name is Lyrsia. So maybe we need to find a picture of cut grass, like a cool close-up macro shot, because I want to see what these uh, hooked bristles look like. I wonder if you can see them with the naked eye. Hmm. What is the purpose of these minute hooked bristles? Aww. Next is cuticle. C-U-T-I-C-L-E, noun from 1615. One, an outer covering layer. Just anything that, maybe the, the tarp on your pool, you could call it a cuticle. A pudicle, no, though that, that, that went in the wrong direction. An outer covering layer, as 1A, an external envelope, as of an insect, Secreted usually by epidermal cell cells. External an external envelope. Secrete so uh, this insect might be secreting something that envelops what? What is envelop? Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a cuticle because it is an outer covering layer. One B, the outermost layer of animal integument composed of epidermis and of course your epidermis 
is an outer covering layer. It covers your body. So you could probably just call your skin your cuticle. Maybe not scientifically, but technically, yes. 1C. A thin, continuous, fatty, or waxy film on the external surface of many higher plants that consists chiefly of cutin, which we will learn about soon. 1D. The outermost membranous layer of a hair consisting of overlapping scales of epithelial cells. The outermost membranous layer of a hair. So I guess just the outside of your hair is uh, is a cuticle. Well, I thought that was maybe on the inside. I don't know. Epithelial cells. Number two, dead or horny epidermis. And uh, they didn't specifically say this, although I have to assume that this would be maybe the number two, the number two definition. The the edge between your skin and your nail on your finger or your toe, uh, that I've heard is the cuticle. So there's that little edge. So that must be just at the edge of the skin. Uh, it's just dead. Maybe it's a little bit tougher, and uh, that's the cuticle. You got You got to take care of your cuticles. You know, mine. Some some parts are good. Some parts are are uh, a little rough, a little cracked. I try and lotion up, but uh, yeah. Take care of your cuticles. Um, cuticular. That is an adjective. Cuticular. This is from the Latin cuticula, which is a diminutive of cutis, which means skin. And I feel like recently we had something, maybe in cut, I don't remember where it was. We were learning about that. Um, or possibly, it's uh, it's in an episode coming up because I already recorded it, but maybe not. Anyway, cuticular, cute, cutis means skin. There's more at the word hide. Yeah, we had that recently. Oh. Next is cutie, C-U-T-I-E, or C-U-T-E-Y. Noun from 1908. An attractive person especially a pretty girl. Please don't go calling random people you see on the street cutie or any other similar word. There's a pretty good chance they're not going to appreciate that. Maybe just uh, talk to them like a normal person first. You know, be, be, be normal. Uh, yeah, that's people, people say that. Some people love it. Some people don't like it. Oh, next is cutie pie. This is very similar. It's cutie hyphen pie, P-I-E. Noun from 1956, a cute person, and then also the synonym sweetheart. If you got a sweetheart, if you're dating, if you're going steady, maybe you're going to call them your cutie pie because they are cute, they are a cutie, and you also uh, want to eat pie with them. Oh, that's a sweet image. Next is cutin. And yeah, we just saw this in the 1C definition for cuticle, which was kind of long. A thin, continuous, fatty, or waxy film on the external surface of many higher plants that consists chiefly of cutin. So what is cutin? Noun from circa 1872. An insoluble mixture containing waxes, 
fatty acids, soaps, and resinous material that forms a continuous layer on the outer epidermal wall of a plant. Mm-hmm. Cutin. Aww. Next is cutin again, but it's not pronounced that way. I apologize. It is just cut in. Cut in, two words with a hyphen. Noun from 1883. Something cut in. That's it. And then cut in is also an adjective. Something cut in. Well, there could be lots of things cut in to lots of other things. So maybe we should read the next one. Because that is, aw, cut in, two words with a hyphen. No, this one does not have a hyphen. That's what I meant to say. This one, cut in, this is a verb from 1612. And so anything, any noun that comes from the process of this verb, of the definitions we're about to read, would be considered cut in with a hyphen, which is just something cut in. So we're starting with intransitive verb number one, to thrust oneself into a position between others or belonging to another. We see this all the time in movies and TV shows. I don't know how much it happens in real life, but maybe some. The two people are dancing and then somebody else comes in and says, can I cut in, please? May I just stop your nice moment of dancing so I can create my own moment of dancing with one of you or both of you. Yeah. Number two, to join in something suddenly, as in cut in on the conversation. Sometimes that's appreciated. Sometimes you're like, dude, we're having a conversation ourselves. You don't need to cut in. Sometimes if I'm overhearing a conversation, I really want to say something. And usually I do not. But every once in a while, If you feel like it's appropriate, you got to read the room. It it might be okay to do that. If you know the people, maybe it's okay. Number three, to interrupt a dancing couple. Here's this more specific example. To interrupt a dancing couple and take one as one's partner. Sorry, I'm just going to take you away right now. You can't wait till the end of the dance? The end of this song? Wait, wait your turn. Four. To become automatically connected or started in operation, as in waiting for the auxiliary motor to cut in. Now we have transitive one, to mix with cutting motions, and this is, uh, we have an example, after sifting the flour into a mixing bowl, cut the lard in. Mm Mm-hmm. That lard has to be cut in because it is lard and maybe a little tough. It's not going to mix easily with uh, flour or liquids. So that is a thing that could be cut in. It is something cut in to the rest of the ingredients. Two. I almost did my awe sound effect there. That's not where you do it. Number two. To introduce into a number, group, or sequence. It's very vague because it could be lots of things with numbers, groups, or sequences. Maybe this is in the math world since numbers are related. Numbers are included. Numbers are a part of that. Three, to connect into an electrical circuit to a mechanical apparatus 
so as to permit operation. And maybe that sounds like it's related to the example of the motor cutting in. Yeah, to become automatically connected or started in operation. That was the intransitive definition that seems uh, connected. Number four, to include, especially among those benefiting or favored. As in, cut them in on the profits. Gotta, Gotta include the other people. If they helped you out in some way, maybe they deserve some of the profits as well. Don't be getting all greedy. Aw, so cute. Next is cutinized. Adjective from 1901. And this is just infiltrated with cutin. That is the insoluble mixture containing waxes, fatty acids, soaps, and resinous material that forms a continuous layer on the outer epidermal wall of a plant. So if you are taking that stuff, if you're going to infiltrate that stuff into something else, you have cutinized that thing. Aww. Next is cutis. C-U-T-I-S. Noun from 1603. The synonym is dermis. Dermis, one of the parts of your skin. The cutis. Hmm. Interesting. I don't remember if that's the top part or the next layer in. I think it's the out I think it's the outer layer of your skin. Aw. Next is cutlass. C U T L A S S. I know that there's a car called a cutlass, but that's all I know. Noun from 1584 1. A short curving sword formerly used by sailors on warships. And if it's from the 1500s, it might look kind of cool. So maybe we should post a picture of a cutlass on Instagram and Twitter at DictionaryPod. If you want to go look at it, you can like it, make that little heart red, and then maybe you can comment on it too. Number two, this synonym is, you could pronounce this a couple ways, machete or machete. Uh, Yeah, but that's a short curving sword, so it's uh, probably very similar to the one that the the sailors used on warships. It's always handy to have a sharp device on you. This is from Middle French coutelas, which is an augmented form of coutel, which means knife. Um, And then it is from the Latin culter, which means knife or plowshare. So cutlass literally just means knife. And I'm sure it's not a coincidence that the word cut is in there. I don't remember. Um, let's see. Well, actually, let's go back. Yeah. Um, I don't have specifics to tell you, but I'm sure that, you know, our word cut, cutting a thing with a sharp thing is related to these, you know, Latin and Middle French words. Knife, cut, Yeah. Who knew? Who knew that the word cut is basically, it's very uh, etymologically related to the word knife. So I like it when things make sense like that. Ah! Next is Cutler. Oh, well, wait, the Cutlass, back to Cutlass. Is that car like the Cutlass Supreme or something? What, are you saying that your car 
is a sword is a knife uh is there is there are there curved sharp things going on in the car that makes you call it a cutlass hmm maybe there's another another thing another definition for this word that they didn't put here in the book okay back to ah cutler noun from the 14th century one who makes deals in or repairs cutlery cutlery it's spoons it's forks it's knives it's probably other things so the cutler is making fixing or selling those devices oh and here is those devices oh cutlery is there cute cutlery what maybe we need to find some cute cutlery we could put it on social media we could also put it in the show notes uh what would that be is it is it yeah i mean i think really anything made for kids is probably going to be cute there's going to be cartoon characters on it it might have a sort of cute shape if you could make a fork cute um yeah i mean i definitely had some of that stuff when i was a kid and it's they've, they've changed it's gotten real intense um but uh can you make yeah i'm sure that there's cute cutlery out there okay i don't know if i made the sound Ah cutlery noun from the 15th century one the business of a cutler two edged or cutting tools specifically implements for cutting and eating food a spoon it's kind of weird to call a spoon cutlery but it is there for eating food you can't really cut things with a spoon unless it's one of those ones that has i think they they have made spoons with little edges on them for like maybe camping or something uh big edge yeah that's it cutlery cutlery um it's very very handy we actually have uh not that we ever go camping but we were given a couple uh some camping like things and there's i think it's got like a spoon on one end and there's like a fork on the other end there might even be a little bit of a blade in there somewhere too i can't remember but um, yeah, people have gotten very creative with cutlery. I love that scene in uh, the short few seconds in Wally, where he's collecting things and he finds a spork, and he doesn't know which pile to put it in—the fork pile or the spoon pile. Aww, I guess sporks look kind of cute. At least those crappy plastic ones you'd get at school. Next is cutlet. Noun from 1682, one, a small slice of meat, as in a veal cutlet. Mm, not a fan of that. Number two, a flat croquette of chopped meat or fish. This is from Old French, costelette, which is the diminutive of cost, which means rib or side. Uh, from the Latin costa, and there's more at the word coast. Why coast? I'm not sure. But the whole cutting thing, it's funny though. It doesn't say that it's from anything that's cut related. It means rib or side, but then it became cut because it's it was cut off of a thing. Oh, so cute. Last word. See, I always have to do something different with the sound effect of the last word. It is cut line cut line one word 
noun from 1943. These synonyms are caption and legend. Cutline. That's a new one for me. Okay, so today we had cute, cute, cutesy, cut glass, cut grass, cuticle, cutie, cutie pie, cutin, cut in, cut in, cutinized, cutis, cutlass, cutler, cutlery, cutlet, and cut line. Hmm. I mean, let's see. Maybe we'll just pick cute as the word of the episode because, I don't know, it's a fun word maybe but some people some people love cute things some people hate cute things can we bring those two worlds together can we make something cute but also not cute yes i have seen some very creepy creepy things that also are kind of cute everybody's different there's something for everybody you you might like you might find something cute that somebody else does not and vice versa what is cute it's all in the eye of the beholder Cute, cute, cute. That is it for that. I thought I had something else I was going to say, and now I don't remember. Something about, was it about cutlery? I don't know. I think it's gone forever. Um, I am very appreciative that you might be listening to this show. Uh, if you are, obviously you got to go rate and review it if you haven't done that. Um, we're getting real close to the end of the seas. It's coming up very fast, day by day, it's coming. Um, What I I mentioned once before and what I am thinking, still thinking I will do is I will take off the month of July. Uh, No episodes in the month of July. Give myself, you know, a three or four week break. Um, And uh, and then, as long as everything goes to plan... Um, August 1st, I will release the first episode of the letter D, and very likely at that point, this will be a, uh, explicit podcast. I don't want to say adult, I don't want to say not family-friendly, because I personally think that everybody should be, uh, have access to all of the words, uh, whatever words those may be, and, uh, so... That's why I feel like it's just really important to talk about things that might be quote-unquote considered adult, but I think it's really good for kids to learn about this stuff too, because it's the world. They're going to learn it eventually. Yeah, there's just so much that we just don't get educated about when we're young, and I feel like that is a problem. I think that's a travesty. So seriously, if you're listening to this, uh, I would appreciate you sharing it and so more people can hear it. Uh, there is, I'm hoping there's going to be a live episode soon in Chicago. Uh, and so once I have that uh, sorted out and settled, I will be posting about it. So, you know, come, you may have to pay a few bucks for a ticket, but it will be cheap. I'll make sure it's cheap um, because the, the venue's got to get paid. So that would be cool if it happened. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess for some reason I feel like I, um, want you to hear my inner thoughts about things, and I hope it's fun for you. It's really just for me, but I hope it's fun for you, too. That's gonna be the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, this is Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye. Goodbye.